is this team this year? We talked about this, like, uh, the cliches, right? Uh, you hear Fesco do, uh, you know, kingdom cliches throughout the season. It's a great bit. Um, but this year, it's always been about the defense all year long, right? We know this Chiefs defense is a championship style of defense. And I think the thing that's interesting about that is that when you go back and you look at when the Chiefs had that first offensive run, it was like, this offense is explosive. This offense can win a, a Super Bowl, right? That was the first years where Holmes is a starter. They lose in the playoffs to Tom Brady and D Ford's offsides. And then the next year is like, well, they've got the offense. They've got a little bit of experience to see how they go the next year. And then 2019, they win the Super Bowl, right? They get rid of Bob Sutton. They bring in Tyron Matthew. They kind of change the aspect, but it's still the offense, Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, see him when, you know, see this offense. The only thing, and I think the only reason why maybe you don't hear the full story of this team can win a Super Bowl because they have a defense is because you're always going to be overshadowed by what is a quarterback and Patrick Mahomes. Selling people on the Chiefs to say they're better than everybody in the AFC picture because their defense is better and with cliche of defense wins championships doesn't sell as hard as being, well, they still have Patrick Mahomes. This might have been the best defense all year long, right? Zero 100 yards to a wide receiver one. The Legereus needs snub. The all pros and Trent McDuffie and Chris Jones. The 10 and a half sack club of George Karloftis, who's been an absolute machine. And people are starting to throw out the name Max Crosby when they compare Karloftis to a player. They're both white. I guess that's one way to do it. But that's where they put Karloftis' name next to, right now at least. And the the uptick that he's had in success in this season after a rookie season is also something that's a beautiful thing. They have the two best corners on the same team. They've got one hell of a ferocious, tenacious linebacking core and Willie Gay, Drew Tranquil, Nick Bolton, Leo Chennault. And that D-line is disgusting. Now, I know that it's what? Derek Nottie's not going to play in this game, right? He's been ruled Correct. out. Tricep. But you still have Ominahue, Chris Jones, Karloftis, Mike Dana. You have all these guys that are still a force to be reckoned with. And that defense is going to play Buffalo this Sunday, and we're going to see what's going to happen. But you're always going to be overshadowed by what you have at quarterback because to my recollection, the last two teams that had really, really damn good defenses that won Super Bowls because of their defense, just didn't have it as a quarterback. And when you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when they won that defense, that or when they won that Super Bowl, their quarterback was Brad Johnson. You can't sell people on Brad Johnson, but you can sell people on Rondé Barber, Dexter Jackson, John Lynch, Warren Sapp, yes. Derek Brooks, Simeon Rice, right? That defense was loaded with all pros and Hall of Famers Ooh. everywhere, and they sold on that because it was – well, they have Brad Johnson, but that defense is really good. And then you look at, you know, a team like the Baltimore Ravens, right? When they won the Super Bowl, it was Trent Dilfer, right? But that defense was loaded and anchored by Ray Lewis, who at the time was going through some, you know, allegations of certain things, but they but they didn't have the quarterback that overshadowed it, but they were talking about those defense and those defenses were very, very good. And the reason why those teams won Super Bowls was because those defenses were so elite. Yeah, and let me add one. That, yeah. that Giants team that beat the undefeated Patriots. Right. I understand they had Eli Manning, who's going to probably be in the Hall of Fame. 
it's not like he did anything outstanding in those last couple of playoff games. Right. It was that it was the humanure, the Strahan, the Tuck just playing out of their minds. Right. Which was what, a spag defense? Yeah, that was spags. And if this team can do exactly what they did to Miami and to others at this time of the year, then the focus, I think, can shift to a 50-50 swing where if they do find themselves playing in the AFC Championship game in two weeks, it's going to be like, look, they held Miami to seven points. They went on the road to Buffalo. Mahomes was good, okay? Mahomes was 21 of 32, 285 yards, two touchdowns, 26 rushing yards. Mahomes was good. But Josh Allen simply could not do anything against this defense, and we need to start focusing on that this team is elite because of their defense number one. And there's some people that have that take and know that take to be true. There's two people in this building right now that believe that. And I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there that believe that as well. But this is one of those teams that will always have the Mahomes factor, and there's nothing wrong with that. But this is one of those things where finally in a Mahomes-led team, you have a blanket of security on the other side of the ball. This matchup against Buffalo is a very beaten, battered Buffalo defense. Their linebacking core is is, is hurt. Their, their secondary is hurt. And when you can run the ball like you can with Isaiah Pacheco against a team like that and control time and possession and then force the opposition to make mistakes because your defense is that good, people will start to kind of shift. It will still be a 50-50 at worst when it comes to the narrative of what the Chiefs are because it's always going to be about Mahomes. That's just the NFL. He is the face. He's the best player in the league. He is the quarterback of the team. It's always going to be about Mahomes. But remember that if you go to Buffalo, and you do shut down Buffalo's offense. That is without Gabe Davis, but still has Stephon Diggs, still has Cook in the backfield, still has Josh Allen, still has two dominant tight ends in Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox. They're still going to be able to do what they want to do. But if your defense shuts that down, well, let's say this team goes into Buffalo. Let's just hypothetical. Let's say the Chiefs go into Buffalo, and they win this game 24-10. to 10. And the only way it gets to 10 is because Buffalo at the very end of the game throws a meaningless touchdown, kicks an onside kick, Chiefs recover, victory formation, they leave Buffalo, and we see what the next matchup is. We'll know because it'll be the last game played of the weekend, but you'll know what the matchup is. If you can hold Buffalo to a minimal amount of points and a minimal amount of production, and Stephon Diggs has, you know, I think it's over under right now, at least today, with 60 and a half receiving yards. Say Stephon Diggs has like 40 yards receiving on three catches, no touchdown, you know and everybody else kind of falls short, doesn't do a productive thing, and this defense is exactly why they do it, I guarantee you next week in the media, in the national media, and everywhere else, it'll be like, all right, they have Mahomes, but he's not the best thing on this team this year. It's that defense. You watch. It'll flip. But right now, it's still going to be, which it is, and we've seen it all over the place, NFL Network, ESPN, FS1, whatever it is, it's always Mahomes versus Allen. Mahomes versus Allen. Maybe, maybe we should be talking more about it's Allen versus this defense. Or it's, you know, not just Mahomes versus a defense that's beaten up on Buffalo. Maybe it's Josh Allen and what he can do against this defense. Because Josh Allen looked really good against the Pittsburgh Steelers without a T.J. Watt. Let's see what Josh Allen can do against a defense that has two, what I think, and what you all think, all pro corners, two really, really good linebackers, and an off and a defensive line where you could have the argument that there should be another all pro in George Karloftis. I know that position is heavily, heavily talented. But Chris Jones is there. Omenahue's there. George Karloftis is there. 
Let's see if that momentum swings. Coming up on the other side, it was the end of an era today announced. We'll get into my final thoughts here on After Hours with Nathan and Dusty Likens. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio. Dusty Likens. 